What's up, guys? Welcome to the Dabao Podcast. Jada here. In this series, we bring Malaysians all around the world to you. We will have a glimpse of how life is at their side of the world. I needed to take that time for myself because yeah, it was it was strange. I felt kind of like not wrong, but it felt insincere in a way to be putting yes. out content that's mm-hmm. so positive yeah super positive when the world is just yes <laughs> you know going to shit hello fellow friends of the Dabao podcast i hope that you're staying sane and healthy no matter which part of the world you're in right now well especially to those that are tuning in from high-risk countries and some states in malaysia i know the numbers are going up like crazy Please be a responsible citizen for ourselves and for our loved ones. Have you guys heard of the term third culture? Well, let me try to explain before we bring our guests. When we were young, we've probably seen some Amor kids almost the same age with us in Malaysia. So if they are raised in Malaysia, they usually classify themselves as the third culture kids or a TCKs. In this episode, we have Lady dialing in from London to share about her TCK stories. Let's welcome Kelly to the Tapao podcast. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Jada. <laughs> so before we start, how's everything in the UK? It's great. It's um very rainy today, though. But classic mm-hmm. London. It's just grey skies. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I think summer's been and gone, but it's fine. Definitely missing KK weather. <laughs> Oh, yeah. All sunny day. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, how, how's the COVID situation over there? Like, I've seen the, there's like a record number of new daily cases, like, not too long ago. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, we're mm. our laws are changing all the time, I think. Mm. And our Prime Minister, Boris, good old Boris, he's, um, he's probably going to introduce <laughs> some more <laughs> fairly shortly. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess everyone's getting you know, a bit tired of it, I think, you know, staying indoors. So they want to just go out, but they can't. Oh, yes. Unfortunately. Like it, it just lasts for so long. And at first it feels like, oh, yeah, it's okay. I'll just be very, like, you know, compliant. And then when time passes by too long, you can just, even for myself, I feel like I'm, like, like you know, becoming a little bit lazy <laughs> to, yeah, to follow all the rules. <laughs> so, Definitely. yeah, guys, don't do that. <laughs> exactly. Share with us about your story. So, are you a Malaysian or are you a British? Um, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good question. Officially, I'm British, um, mm-hmm. by passport. But yeah, I feel. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of half Malaysian and, and half English, um, mm-hmm. in terms of my race. So, when did you come to Malaysia? So I was nine years old, and um, my dad was working back there. He also has a massive family there. Uh, um, mm-hmm. you know what well, as do I and um, we kind of just wanted a, a change of pace in life and we kind of upped and moved back to my home state which is um, Sabah um, mm. so yeah so I was pretty young I was about nine years old and I lived there for a number of years after that how was the transition from like the UK to like to Sabah when you were so young like you were nine right can't imagine <laughs> It was strange, actually. I mean, I'd gone, I, I was basically raised culturally British, right, with some influences mm-hmm. from Malaysia, obviously, 
with my dad at home. But when I first moved there, I had no idea really about the cultures and the customs, you know, of, of local um, people mm-hmm. because, you know, I'd only ever stayed there for short amounts of time, you know, on a holiday. I've been on holidays and things, but it's different going on a holiday and actually settling in there. Staying there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you, you know, when you're a child and you're taken out of all the things that you know, it can be quite disorientating and a bit alienating at times. Um, I remember just sitting on the plane uh, waiting to take off and just crying so much. <laughs> like, <Aww>. just, <laughs> yeah, just sitting there because I had my best friend at school and I had all my friends, you know. Um, I'd gone to a primary school um, back in the UK mm-hmm. and um, and I was so set on my life there and I just didn't really understand what was happening and why we were packing up and moving to a completely different place and... Um, yeah, that was my earliest memory is just crying in the airplane. How did your parents help you to, you know, like, you know, start fresh again? Like, what did they tell you? Say, oh, we're going to go to Malaysia for just a short period of time. They basically said, we're going to start a new chapter and it's going to be exciting. You're going to go to a new school and you're going to settle in. You're going to make new friends. But obviously at the time you think, no, but I just want my old friends, you know, and, yeah. <laughs> and I want my life back. Um, but now I, I don't know who I'd be, honestly, having not having done that. So mm. it, it was a great thing in my life overall. How long did you stay in Malaysia? So I stayed there for, hmm, I'm trying to remember now. <laughs> so it was um, <laughs> until the end of high school, really. Um, oh, it's been quite... A long period of time yeah about seven or eight years in total mm. and then um we still had a house so we kept coming back and forth and I go back every oh. year so mm. I basically I feel like half of my childhood was spent here and then half over there so I do feel affinity with both quite strongly mm, so you went to school in Sabah Sabah as well right yeah. so was it like a local school or an international school um, it was a small international school and mm-hmm. I, it was really different um, to being at school in the UK because in the UK school, there was maybe a thousand plus students, you know, um, across however many years that is, like six years. And um, mm-hmm. when I went to the school in KK in the international school, it was tiny. It was only 120 students in the entire school. And that's from you know, age five or six until age 16. So oh, really? Yeah, very small, very small school. <laughs> like if it's an international school, so people that go there are usually like expats, right? Or are there any local students? There was a mixture um, during my mm. time. We had a, I think for a time there was more proportionately more expats, but then mm. over time, um, a lot more locals. So by the end of the school experience basically um my last class was very mixed before we dive into more things about tck's can you share with us like what is the third culture kid actually the culture kid is basically a child or adult who has spent a lot of their developmental years in across multiple cultures um mm-hmm. or living in different countries uh different from their passport country or their um their parents country of origins so essentially it's it's often synonymous with having gone to an international school or Mm. you know having a very mixed background and you know speaking multiple languages and things like that so it's it's essentially this idea that culture is very fluid and we're not just 
identifying with one, one particular fixed. culture mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. but multiple ones mm. when did you realize that hey i'm actually a tck so how did you come on like this whole community or like this new term so when i was young i didn't really understand the term i kind of just mm-hmm. saw myself as you know an international kid and then when i went to university i got involved with this society called third culture society and it was mm. yeah it was basically a, a group of tck's and people from all over the world and you're talking about um a very multicultural student body anyway but this really encompassed the term even more because <laughs> people just identified with so many different faces and it was strange because even at that time i was thinking is this me? You know, am I a TCK? Do I fall under that bracket? Even though I ticked so many of the boxes, so-called boxes Mm -hmm. that, you know, people might look at to say, okay, you know, I grew up here and I speak these amount of languages, things like that. But I didn't, I wasn't sure. Um, But over time, when I got more involved with the society and actually ended up becoming the vice president, it's it's a challenge because it's such an (laughs) interesting concept, but it's not as widespread as we may think. So that was a bit of a challenge at times. Yeah, how did you learn about it? Like, for example, like with the introduction, you know, like there are, there are so many expats that I've seen in Malaysia and they've probably spent a lot of time there as well. Like the first mm-hmm. TCK I knew was that um, there's this place called Club Met. It's like a, like a place for resort kind of things. And then I met my first yeah. TCK friend over there, but I didn't really know it is like she's a TCK. And then after growing up, I think that, okay, Maybe that's like my very first encounter with like, you know, TCK kids because she essentially grew up and spent almost all of her childhood in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. How was your childhood growing up? Like, do you think that you were very much influenced by, you know, like the Western or like, you know, the Eastern style of things? Like, did you have strict parents growing up? No, I didn't have strict parents. I I was really lucky. I mean, I still am. I mean, I, I've always felt very supported by mm-hmm. my parents and I think they... I mean, they even mm-hmm. tell me now they almost felt guilty about taking me out of my life and <laughs> almost changing the trajectory of my life just through mm-hmm. going somewhere completely different. Um, but we now they can look back and they see, mm-hmm. you know, the projects I'm working on and they can see how much I thrive in that space. And I'm interested, so interested mm-hmm. in the concept of TCKs and what it means to, you know, mix cultures mm-hmm. that they understand that they played such a key role in actually providing me with all of that insight. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I feel lucky because they were always very supportive, you know, even growing up and um, I'm sure if I'd have really hated it or something, you know, they may have talked through, but thankfully I, you know, I've settled, I settled in and I made friends and I, you know, found my Mm. way slowly. So have you struggled growing up as a TCK? I think a lot of TCKs have definitely struggled with things like identity crisis, you know, not mm-hmm. fitting into a certain um, culture or the customs of that culture. You know, I was very fortunate to go to an international school, which was, you know, very accepting. And, and I found sort of a community of TCKs there. And mm-hmm. You know, when you have when you share experiences with people, it can be a lot easier to to fit in. That's why I always encourage TCKs who may be feeling isolated or maybe struggling with their identity to seek out other TCKs and seek out 
a community that they feel comfortable in, in sharing those experiences with. Having those shared communities really helps when you're moving to a new city or, um, mm-hmm. you know, a, a new school or something like that. My page, Third Culture, is designed to create that community for TCKs and help them to feel um, not so alone, you know, not so mm-hmm. uh, maybe isolated or, or however they might feel and just um, come together a bit more. With this pandemic, and then they're probably not going to be able to travel back to the country that they feel closer with. So exactly. it's very important for you to even reach out to the people and to the community where you can feel like you belong. So I think that, you know, you're doing a great job because <laughs> you build a community because you have been through that. And now they feel less lonely because, you know, somewhere in some part of the world, there are people that are going through similar things as well. How did you actually start, you know, like the Third Culture Kids page? Um, I just started it maybe about a year or so ago just over oh time flies yeah exactly yeah it's um it's been a great project and I'm so glad that I did it before COVID because now Mm. it's something that I can really work on and it's just from home remotely um Mm. but I've taken the passion that I had when I first discovered the concept at uni and I worked really hard on the marketing and like I said and and doing the social media for for that society Mm. and then I've kind of taken that into my own hands in a way and just decided okay it'd be great to make a a project around this concept and get other people involved so yeah I basically just started on Instagram and I'm trying to branch out more into videos you know I've got some exciting Mm. projects coming up with um, some fellow TCK creators if you are interested they are on YouTube as well (laughs) yep exactly (laughs) when did you realize that hey actually this community is growing when I was about halfway into maybe six months in, I mm-hmm. realized that a lot of people started to reach out and they were like, oh yeah, I want to share my story. You know, at first you you are actively reaching out to people and you're mm-hmm. doing the, you know, like doing the groundwork and, and really establishing your, your platform. But then after a while, it sort of takes care of itself, I feel. Um, people just they want to get involved and they see other people sharing their Mm -hmm. stories and I think that's what's so great as well is that people are just interested you know people interested in hearing other people's stories and sharing their own (laughs) finding those nuances and Mm. those shared experiences and that's essentially what makes us human right is connecting with fellow humans so um, Mm. for me to be able to facilitate that is a great feeling. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting because what you do on the side, like managing the TCK page, is actually related to what you do full time. Yeah, that's true. Everything online yeah. nowadays. <laughs> like, could you share with, with us, like, what do you work as professionally? So it's a, it's um all online, but it's um slightly different. Mm-hmm. It's like um kids content, so kids YouTube channels, mm-hmm. um, and you know Peppa Pig. Have you heard mm, of yeah, I'm sure you have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's one of um one of the many brands that I work on in terms of uh running YouTube channels for kids and I've spent about five years doing that, I wanna say now. So wow. a lot of cartoon watching <laughs> and a lot of um, <laughs> community building. Essentially community mm. building, but for a, a different younger audience, I would say. What's the biggest lesson that you take away from your professional career to managing the TCK page? That's a great question. It's 
for me, it's patience and dedication because mm, mm-hmm. I feel even when you're working, um, you know, on a, on a bigger scale and with a bigger company, it takes time to build, you know, and I see people around me that are so passionate about what they do and they're passionate about creating long lasting content for, for kids around the world. Mm. And it doesn't just happen overnight. You know, it's, it's, it takes a lot of groundwork. It takes a lot of, you know, hours spent just designing and coming up with things like concepts and, and, and looking at your audience and thinking, okay, what is it that makes them tick? What is it that they're going to want to be passionate about and they're going to want to learn about? And Mm -hmm. I definitely took those skills and I applied them to my page now because I started off as everyone does, (laughs) zero followers, (laughs) you know, nothing, no, no sort of um, jumping off point. And just, just this idea that I had that I was passionate about and I wanted to develop and yeah. And then after a while, it just takes on a life of its own, really. It's like a community feeding itself and, you know, like a snowball. It's just real bigger and bigger and bigger. Exactly. I'm sure you can identify as well having, um, doing this podcast as well and the guests that you have on, you know. It's like a very fresh start for me. I'm just like, like at quite an early stage of my podcast. So I think I relate a lot to that because like one of my struggle right now is that to consistently produce like quality contents like you know the consistency the quantity and the quality like I struggle so much with that like do you have any advice to you know content creators that are you know struggling through this as well I I completely understand (laughs) (laughs) I I felt exactly the same and I I know the the struggle is real you know when you you're just starting out and you're trying to continue produce yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and it's and at the start you know it's just the grind it's just kind of okay I'm going to dedicate a certain amount of time on maybe you know every other day of the week and I'm going to sit mm-hmm. down with my book I have a little book as well well it's actually a big book <laughs> it's in front of oh, me right same now for me. <laughs> <laughs> full of ideas it's like you you need a place to kind of dump all your ideas on page if you're that yes. kind of person where you need to write it out um mm-hmm. and just create and create so much content when you're in the moment as well I think when you're a creative person especially as as I'm sure you are you you know you have so many ideas and it's all about just getting them down on paper and then later Mm. on you can flesh them out um but I do find that sometimes it's good to just get it all out when the moment hits you and then later you can kind of um flesh out the ideas and and work on them a bit more but just yeah just be consistent with it because Mm -hmm. consistency key is key right and it and consistently pays off that's the main thing yeah and I think that like the more that you work on it like you you can kind of find your way through and I'm so glad and so grateful that we have this conversation because like (laughs) I think for like because I work as uh, I have my full-time job as well so like keeping this on the side like I kind of suffer like a like a burnout for the first time since managing of the podcast I know it's only Uh been like a few months and then like Mm -hmm. after I took a pause and I was like thinking like hey so am I still gonna do this and I realized that okay I want to do this and then you kind of pick yourself up so that's pretty (laughs) have you have you wanted to you know stop managing TCK at any point of the time when you were like struggling as well actually did when covid hit and oh really it was just yeah like I didn't start for ages I maybe stopped for maybe a couple of weeks and I didn't make any big announcement or anything I just kind of um 
Mm. I knew I needed to take that time for myself because yeah it was it was strange it felt kind of like not wrong but it felt insincere in a way to be putting out content that's Mm -hmm. so positive you know and like the content I put out (laughs) yeah super positive when the world is just yes (laughs) you know going to shit and and Mm -hmm. you feel so like and you sort of feel you know I remember there was this awful incident actually like in Mm -hmm. Oxford's circus or oxford street or something um a singaporean guy got beat up oh. um yeah did you hear about that yep we talked about it in our first episode <laughs> really oh so, my yeah. gosh <laughs> yeah it, it was crazy because like i hear stuff like that and i thought god i feel awful about that that is mm. so it just shouldn't be happening and and the fact that we have trump and we have brexit i mean i try not to get too political on on my yes. platforms but i i just feel you know, at the time I was trying to put out all this content about celebrating cultures and, and trying to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, very optimistic about it. And then my heart just wasn't in it at the time. I just felt very like, oh, you know, is this the right thing? Like, how can I face away from these terrible things that are happening and try to paint a picture of it, you know, that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but my friend who, you know, she, she's one of my closest friends. She, she helped me actually establish the platform as well. Um, and she was my housemate as well at the time. And she, she's always my go-to, you know, when I, (laughs) when I'm feeling a little bit sort of low, you know, you always have that one friend and, and she was saying, you know, like, just do it. Like, this is why you started it in the first place is because there are these terrible things and we're not discounting that there are these terrible things that are happening in the world. You know, we're not saying, oh, it's not happening. Let's just turn a blind eye. We're saying, yes, it is happening. And this is how we can combat this. Like, this is how the new generation, whether you're a third culture kid or whether you're a local or, or anything in between, you know, we all have a duty as as humans to come together and support one another. And it, it just so happens that being a TCK, you really see the benefits of mixing cultures and, and how you break down these um, ideas of you know these false misconceptions of um, mm-hmm. of different cultures and things and you understand that we're really not that different I think that's so true because like sometimes when I'm managing this page right um like the Tapao podcast I feel like oh my god there are so many things happening out there like I feel like I'm not doing you know what's what's important but then <laughs> I, I I talked to my partner about it and then he told me that you know there are different issues that everyone's passionate about and if you think that that's something important that you should advocate then the person should just go it like you are passionate about what you're doing right now you know like connecting international Malaysians abroad so you should just yeah. keep doing it don't don't belittle yourself so I think that that's that's what I want to say to you as well yeah exactly I mean it's so true and and you don't know who you're helping Mm, that's right right? you know Mm -hmm. you even just one person who's listening even just listening to this and and suddenly an idea sparks or they feel a bit better about themselves or that they see a new path in their life like you just Mm -hmm. don't know what the work you're doing is help is doing to help someone else so I would always just say you know do what you're passionate about and it's Mm. helpful for you and your mental health as well and that's so true especially (laughs) in this period of time where you know you're basically stuck (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) like when you're managing the TTK page have you had any moments where you felt like wow this is really worth it like what I'm doing is so worth it this is so rewarding yeah I've had 
people reaching out to me has been mm-hmm. one of the main things that has really showed me that because, um, you know, obviously I'm not going to mention any names, but there was mm. a number of people, you know, there was like a, a dancer who was in, in, uh, in America and she was really down because she felt very isolated. Um, and she was mm-hmm. reaching out to me to see how she could change that. Um, there was some older TCKs who had kind of lost their way in life, but found it again through, through my page and, you know, and, and for me, like reading those messages and understanding that what I'm doing actually has an impact on people that I don't even know, but, but they (laughs) share like these experiences and these feelings with me. I think that is so rewarding and I want to keep doing it just, just purely for that. How long do you think this project will last? I think it's exponential. It's it's so hard to tell because you know it's been going for as I said just over a year and mm-hmm. and it's grown so much during that time um, and sort of spilling out into other areas. You know, even even to have this opportunity to speak with you, um, Jada, and and just to share experiences like it's it kind of takes on a life of its own. I want to say and and hopefully, um, as I said, I'm moving more into the YouTube platform, working with either fellow third culture kids or just other creators, independent creators, artists, um, you know, mental health advocates, people who can inspire others and, um, and do so through their work. Yeah, watch this space. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. And if, of course, you're interested, you should definitely follow Kelly as well. So Kelly, tell us how we can stay connected with you to, you know, to know more about the projects that you just mentioned. Yeah, so um, I'm all over Instagram. <laughs> I have, well, my main account um, is Kel Joman, which um, is my, my personal account, sorry, I should say. Um, and then I have my main uh, Third Culture Kid account, which is just at underscore Third Culture. Humans mm-hmm. of Everywhere is the tagline, humans of everywhere. Um, so that that's basically where you can find me. And then I'm also on Facebook, so yeah definitely check that out i just want to hear from you like share with us one thing that you're grateful for throughout this pandemic period oh that's a good question (laughs) (laughs) it's my usual closing question (laughs) (laughs) i'm grateful for opportunities like this because i've been able to connect with so many like-minded people uh, you know all over the world and we've realized that you know covid has come at this pivotal time which we are essentially in a digital age where we can just reach friends and family um, and you know collaborators and creators and people everywhere with just the click of a button so I've been really fortunate to to be able to open up these conversations and, and connect so again and I really appreciate you inviting me on here I've had a really great time mm-hmm. so thank you so thank you so much Kelly Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Dapao Podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed today's content. Don't forget to click on the subscribe button and stream all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and YouTube. Are you interested in becoming a part of this podcast? Drop me a DM on Instagram at jaida underscore ow. Stay healthy, stay safe. I'm Jirao from the Dapao Podcast and I'll talk to you in the next episode.